Good morning, church. Sing His praise aloud. Amen? We have sang and we have worshipped and uh, had a great time worshipping the Lord this morning. Um, let me... And change glasses because I can see you with those, but I cannot read with those. <laughs> so, that happens with age, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I heard some no's there. Like, nah, you don't want to accept that. You don't want to take it. Uh, so, um, welcome to Grace Norwalk. If uh, you're here for the first time with us, we are glad and we are blessed that you're worshiping with us. Uh, we just want to remind everybody that we are here to help uh, people to find and follow Jesus. So if you're part of this church and you're not helping people to find and follow Jesus, then you are not doing what we're here for. And, and we encourage you to be here to help people to find and follow Jesus. He's the only hope that we have in the world. He's the main hope of everything we need in the world today. So um, last week I wasn't here because I was uh, I was I spent a whole week teaching uh, the National Youth Conference uh, for the Grace Brethren Mexican Churches uh, in uh, in the city of Tecate, and I crossed the border. Some of, some of you were texting me, Pastor, are you okay? And uh, you guys know that I go to Ensenada, I go to uh, Tijuana, I go to Tecate and teach over there. And uh, gladly, before the burning of the buses and all that stuff happened last week, I had crossed the border just an hour before. They were asking me to stay the night, to spend the night. Some of the pastors were like, you know, this is the last night you teach, but why don't you just stay? And, and I'm like, no, no, I, I need to go. I need to go. And just an hour before I crossed the border, I was fine. And, uh, and so, well, you know that because I'm here with you guys today. So I'm glad. I'm glad. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing what the Lord has called me to do and uh, training those people. It's been an amazing week because I've been getting some feedback from what all these young people um, were listening to. And, and, and sometimes you think young people are not hearing you, but they are actually hearing the Word of God. And, and sometimes they're paying attention to the Word of God, and which is what we should do every single time we come to church and every single time we open up our Bibles. We should be listening to the Word of God. We should be listening to what God is telling us. So we are also a church in transition. So I want to remind our elders today, we have an elders meeting at 3 o'clock. It's, uh, it's going to be a good meeting. we got some information for you guys and, and some decisions to make. But today, we are going to continue in our, in our, in our study in, our, um, in, our study in the amazing book of James. James is a book of full of practical wisdom for the Christian life. And so the book of James is a portion of the Word of God. Uh, therefore, uh, therefore, it's necessary that we give the book of James uh, the, the right attention, the proper attention that it deserves. So I want to start by asking a couple of questions. And, and, and these questions might be common sense to you, but, but, but I'm going to ask these questions anyways. Uh, how important is God's Word you and you might be like oh it's so important it's very important that's not really what i'm asking it's what i'm asking when i'm saying how important is god's word to you what i'm actually asking you is how does god work god's word works in you is that is that how important the word of god is for you that it does its work in your heart in your life 
That when you read the Word of God, you actually think about what you're reading. That when you open up the Word of God, you're actually letting the Word of God work in your life so that way you can have a transformed life. What, what is your attitude to God's Word? Uh, so many people in the world today have a bad attitude to God's Word. They have a bad attitude because it doesn't go according to their way of living or their beliefs. And so we're always trying to make an excuse as of why we don't agree with God's Word. A survey from 20, uh, 2021 found that um, 11%, uh, ch- check this out, 11% of, uh, let's see, where am I on this? Okay, here we go. 11% of Americans read the Bible daily. You, you might be like, oh, oh, you know, that's a good percentage. No, it's not. Because 98% of Americans claim to be Christian. And only 11% claim to read the Bible. Trends in reading habits uh, over four years showed that the majority of Americans never read the Bible. In Christianity today, I'm sure you're familiar with that name, Christianity Today report, and I was shocked with this report. So I was trying to check more information on it because Christianity Today report that 26 million Americans stopped reading the Bible regularly during COVID-19. You know what majority of people were doing? Watching Netflix and Hulu. More than reading the Bible. During the pandemic that happened, Bible readership demographics... Uh, I was reading a little bit on that, and it says the Bible readership varies across each demographic. With millennials, watch this, millennials most likely to have never read the Bible. Isn't that amazing? Whereas the most frequent readers were those age over 70 years old. Can, can 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 you think about why is this happening? Why millennials are not reading or hardly or maybe never even read the Bible, but people over 70 years old, they read the Bible all the time? Can you think about the way we were raised? Can you think about the way we were, you know, the principles and all the stuff that parents were teaching their kids before? The importance of God's Word before. Looking at the preferences of the older readers, traditional books were favored with 91% opting for a print version of the Bible. Although figures show that fewer people are reading the Bible, there is still a genuine desire to read the Bible amongst Americans' population. With 56% of those asked in 2019 expressing a wish to read it, Changes in attitude have not been drastic, but rather it seems that disengagement with the Christian Scripture has been a gradual process. So little by little, we're reading less and less and less. Why are fewer people reading the Bible nowadays? Certainly, it is not a small undertaking. It's with approximately, uh, you know, with approximately 1,200 pages, the Bible is comparable to the length to the popular epic book, The Lord of the Rings. So people are reading more The Lord of the Rings. And guess what other book? Just give me a, just give me a quick guess. What other book? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter and The Lord of the Rings are books that are being read more nowadays than the Bible itself. 
And so there's a lot of frustration going on among Christians because people are not paying attention or God wants us to pay attention more to the reading of the Scriptures because when we read the Scriptures, it's how we listen to God's Word. It's how we listen to God and what God is trying to tell us. The majority of people are not listening to God nowadays. As a matter of fact, we might be here today and we might not be listening to God. And I'll explain that in a little bit. But the majority of people are not listening to God. A lot of times we do things because we just got to do things. So it becomes a habit. But we're not really listening to God. Because when you do listen, you listen with the purpose of understanding. And when you understand, you listen with the purpose of understanding to make changes in your life. So if you're not listening with the purpose of making changes in your life, you're not really listening. It's like when your mom or, or, or your dad tells you, you're not really listening. No, I'm listening. But then you go and you do something way different than what your parents told you. So you weren't listening. And so a lot of times we're not really listening to God. And that's why a lot of times we go through a lot of problems, a lot of adversities, through a lot of tough situations, and we don't have an answer or a solution to those situations because we're not really listening to God. We're not really listening to God for solutions, but everyone wants to talk, right? Nobody wants to listen, but everyone wants to talk. Everyone wants, everyone wants to have an opinion about everything. As a matter of fact, not many want to hear, but all want to talk. And I don't know if you agree with that. I hope you do, because that's reality. That's reality that we're living. Now, try, try, try putting something on social media today. If you like social media, you try to put something on social media, and immediately people will be responding to what you put there. And they'll tell you if they like it, they tell you if they don't like it, they tell you if they love it, or they tell you if they hate it. Try putting something on social media and be ready, because there's going to be some people that love you, there's going to be some haters. Everybody wants to talk. But a lot of times people respond to social media stuff when they don't really pay attention to what they're reading. And a lot of times, out of misunderstandings, they will respond and make fools out of themselves. As a matter of fact, you know that there's a, there's a thing going on nowadays that is called the cancellation culture. Cancellation culture is a tough one. And somebody somebody says something wrong and they all gang up on you. It's like they all come against you, they all talk about you, or, or it does. It might just be something that you are described as. And they'll just gang up on you, and they, they, they all come against you. They all talk bad things about you until they destroy the person. Cancellation culture is a tough one. But people are listening to that stuff more than what we're listening to God's Word. Isn't that amazing? That we're, we're paying more attention. As a matter of fact, I was, I was listening to... I was, I was watching the news the other day, and, and there was this person who said, so where did you get that information? And you know what people were saying? Well, we read it in Facebook. And they were basing their information, their decision-making information, based on what they read on Facebook. Anybody can put anything on Facebook. Oh, no, and where did you get it? Well, I Google it. Okay. And then I went to Wikipedia. You know that anybody can put anything in Wikipedia and make it sound like if it's true? 
It doesn't mean it's true. But a lot of times, people talk more than they listen. And if you don't agree with them, they get mad. They get upset. They get angry. Hasn't that happened to you ever? If people don't agree with, if you don't agree with them, it's like, well, you don't agree with me. So then I get mad, I get angry. Here comes James in our study. Here comes James telling the Christians, he was writing to, that, to be quick to listen. But to listen to what? To listen to the Word of God. To listen to what God says. Because a lot of times we can listen to Facebook, we can listen to uh, Instagram, we can listen to all, other, all of the other things. But... We don't listen to God's Word. And we want to transform life, but we don't want to listen to God. We want to listen to all these other people, influencers, right? I mean, just, just see, see, what, see what James says. And we're going to start, we, our, our main verses today is verse 19 and 20. But I want to start reading all the way from verse 16 where Pastor Roy uh, was preaching last week. And, and I just want to read from verse 16 so we can get a whole context of what James is saying. So James is saying in verse 16, Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And it comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow or turning. Of His own will, He brought us forth by the word of truth. We're just talking about the word of truth right now, right? And He brought us forth by the word of truth. That we might be a kind of first fruits of His creatures. Therefore, therefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be what? Quick to, quick to listen. Slow to speak. Slow to get angry. Slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, Lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save our souls. But be doers of the word, and not just hearers, only deceiving yourselves. So you have that, even in your outlines you have it. And you have some circles there. Because we need to understand the context of this. And in the context of this, what we need to understand is, uh, James comes in, and, and James starts by saying, do not be deceived. Why does he say that? He, he says that because James was writing to a group of Christians that had been going through trials. Remember that? They were going through trials, and, and we saw that from verse 2 to verse 12. That James is telling them all about trials, how to handle trials, what the attitude should be during trials. Uh, uh, what, what, what do they need to ask God for wisdom when they're going through trials? And when you're going through trials, we also saw from verse 13 to verse 15 that trials can turn into temptations. So you have a group of Christians here that were going through trials, that were going through temptations. Trials were turning into temptations. And, and so there were people that were coming around these believers and saying, So aren't you a Christian? Why are you going through these problems? Why are you having these trials? Why are you... Where's your God? And they were trying to... They were mocking God and mocking them and, and just, just basically be bullying them by telling them, You know what? Don't you, aren't you saying you're a Christian? And so they were getting discouraged. And as they were getting discouraged because they were going through all these different trials and they were going through all these different temptations, and now it's like, so... 
Is, is this really God's fault? And James tells them in verse 16, don't be deceived. Don't let other people put stuff that is not true in your mind. Don't be deceived. Bad things don't come from God. Bad things come because it's just part of life. Temptations come not from God, but it comes from in you, from within you. But do not be deceived. Or whatever you're hearing, the bad things come from God. It's not true. Don't be deceived, my beloved brethren. The, the only thing that comes from God, he says, only comes good things from God. Only everything that is perfect comes from God. So whatever you have that is good and perfect, it comes from God. Gives that come from God, that gives that come from above. They're good. They're perfect. And it comes down from God, from the Father that never varies. He never changes. So He's always faithful, He says in verse 17, to give you what is good, what is perfect, what you really need. He doesn't bring you bad stuff, so do not be deceived. And and as a matter of fact, James says in verse 18, out of His own will, He brought us forth by the word of truth. So, one of the good things and the perfect things, one of the perfect gifts and good gifts that God has given you is the word of truth. Why did He give you the word of truth? So you will not be, what? Deceived. He's giving us the word of truth so that we will not be deceived. And what is the purpose? The purpose of the word of truth is so that you won't be deceived and that you also might be a kind of first fruit of His creatures. In other words, James is telling his readers, God doesn't give you bad stuff. God is going to give you only good stuff, perfect stuff. He is going to bring the blessings to you that you need in your life. He's going to need, He's going to bring the lessons. Even the trials are good in your life because trials will make you stronger and a better Christian, a better person. Every good stuff comes from God. Don't be deceived. One of the things that God has given you with all the other gifts that God has given you is the word of truth. Why? So you won't be deceived, and so you will also be a productive Christian. How, how are you going to be a productive Christian? That we might be <coughs> a kind of first fruits of His creatures. So what kind of fruits does He want you to bring? Notice in verse 20, where He says that He wants you to produce the righteousness of what? The righteousness of what? Righteousness of God. So, part of the fruits that God wants you to produce by listening to the Word of Truth is He wants you to produce in your life, in your behavior, in your way of thinking, the righteousness of God. That you will be a person that is pleasing to God because you are living a life according to what God says. And then He says, But, um, therefore, my beloved brethren, how do you do this? How do you do this? How do you, how, how do you use the word of truth not to be deceived? How do you use the word of truth in your life to be the first fruits of the righteousness of God? How do you produce the righteousness of God? Verse 19, you do it by being quick to listen. Quick to listen. In other words, hear more than what you speak. 
Hear more than what you speak. Listen. Listen to what? To the word of truth. Why? Because when you listen to the word of truth, you will not be deceived. People will not be able to change your way of thinking because you know what God is telling you to do, how God is telling you to live your life. And then you will show those fruits of the righteousness of God. So you will be producing. As a believer, you will produce good fruits of the righteousness of God. Therefore, if you want to continue to do this, if you want to continue to be fed by the Word of God, and if you want to continue to show that the Word of God is really changing your life, Therefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be quick to listen. Verse 21, Therefore, lay aside, when you're listening to the Word of God, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of weakness, and receive with meekness the implanted Word. So you got to be willing to receive the implanted Word, which is able to save your souls. And not just that. He says, but be doers of the word and not only hearers, only deceiving yourselves. And so many people today, they deceive themselves. They hear the word, but they don't do according to the word. And the only way you will be producing the righteousness of God in your life is when you hear the Word, and you lay aside all those things that are blocking you from hearing the Word of God, and you're going to be a doer of the Word of God, because it doesn't matter how much you know of the Word of God if you don't do according to what you know. What was happening here? What was happening here when James is talking about all this? And, and as we look at this stuff, we notice that the main, the, the main thing that James wants them to understand is... You know, since you guys are going through trials, he's telling them. Since you guys are going through trials. Since you guys are going through these temptations. Since you guys are being, uh, you know, are hearing, are listening that other people are giving you uh, negative stuff to think about God in a negative way. Let, Let me tell you, God only gives you good things. And the main good thing that God has given you is His Word. And by His Word, you can be saved. And by His Word, you can be transformed. But... In order for that to happen, you have to be quick to listen. To listen to other people? No, to listen to God. To listen to God. First, we have to decide who are we going to listen to. They were being deceived by believing the wrong things about God. Why? Because they were not listening to God, more, first, of, first, first of all. They were not listening to God. And many people like to go to the wrong sources for information. A lot of times we listen to our neighbor. A lot of times we listen to our friends. A lot of times we listen to other people. Or we listen to the experts, quote-unquote, before we hear God. And, well, well, the Bible says that, but my psychologist told me, well, yeah, we got to hear God, but my friend told me, and it might be people that have never even read the Bible before. So they have no idea what the Word of God says. And now let me tell you one thing. Everybody has an opinion because everybody likes to talk. But I'll tell you one thing. The manual, the instructions manual for life is the Word of God. You want to do good in life? Listen to God. 
Remember, there were Judeo-Christians. Remember, there were Christians, there were, there were Jewish people who were running away from trials. And so there were Judeo-Christians, so they would, uh, they would hear one thing, and they would hear, they would hear somebody say one thing about the Word of God, and they were quick to answer with their opinion based on what they knew from the Old Testament. And they would be like, no, no, wait a minute. And so James is telling them, hey, be quiet. Be quick to hear. Don't jump right away and say, hey, wait a minute, I have an opinion about that. Because they knew about the Word of God. They knew about the Old Testament. And when they, when they were shown that they were wrong in some areas, they would get angry. And so that's what James says, be quick to listen. And not just be quick to listen, slow to speak, because you think you have an opinion about everything, because you know the Old Testament. But don't get mad when you're shown that you are wrong. Because if you don't listen to God, you will speak without understanding. And when somebody corrects you, you are not going to like it. Uh, do you really like it when somebody corrects you? Not really. We don't. We don't like it. Have you ever corrected a person uh, who were too quick to speak and then you proved them wrong? Have you ever done that? How's the reaction? Is their reaction, oh, thank you so much for correcting me. No, that's not the reaction. The reaction is like, and a lot of times people, instead of saying, you know what, I'm sorry for what I, I'm sorry I made a mistake. I'm, instead of saying I'm sorry, have you noticed that people get mad? And people get mad. You know why they get mad? So you don't tell them anything anymore. they rather get mad. And so James says, hey, be quick to listen to God's word. Be quick to listen to God's opinion on that issue that you're dealing with in your life. Be quick to listen. Be slow to speak. Don't speak until you understand what God says. And if you don't agree with it, it doesn't mean you need to get angry. Just because you get angry doesn't mean you're going to fix it. The righteousness of God doesn't work with your anger. The righteousness of God works according to His Word. Understanding the context now, now we know, uh, we know that Jake, James is talking about the Word of God and how important it is. So when he comes to verse 19, he tells them, Therefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So James reveals three attitudes that are necessary for the believers to rightly receive God's Word. Three attitudes that the believer needs. The believer needs to receive God's Word. The first attitude, James tells them, is be quick to hear. Be quick to hear what? Everybody's opinion? Uh, Facebook? Social media? Be quick to hear the truth from God's Word. You know, there is, there is an answer for every single thing. In the Word of God. And the things that there's not an answer for, God says the secret things belong to the Lord. So we ought to respect that because it's God speaking to us. Be quick to hear the truth from God's Word. Be quick to listen. And, and let me just explain really quick on that one. Uh, the, the, the word here, quick, is the word tahis. Tahis in the Greek. This word tahis is used for two reasons in the New Testament. 
the word tahis, in other words, the, words, the, the word quick, be quick. Th- that word is used in two different ways in the New Testament. One of them is a very brief period of time, tahis, with focus on speed and activity of an event. Listen. So, it carries with a sense of urgency in both time and speed. Be quick. Tahis. Be quick. It carries the sense of urgency in both time and speak. In other words, this is what James is telling them when he uses this word tahis to describe the word quick. James is telling them, right now, you have a small window of time. You have a small window of time to hear God's word. And James is telling them, take advantage. Pay attention. Don't get distracted. Do it quickly. So, in other words, you have this window of time. You have this period of time. You might miss it. You know that here in America, we are so blessed. We can meet like this every Sunday. We can meet like this every day of the week if we want to. And we have no problem. There are places in the world where they have a very small window of time. And if they get caught reading the Word of God, you go to jail. And they can kill you. And James is saying, you, you, you might have a... Remember, they were going through trials. And so as they're going through trials, James is telling them, you might have a small window of time. Instead of wasting your time in nonsense stuff, be quick to listen to the Word of God. Stop giving your opinions. Because instead of giving your opinions where you're going to waste a lot of time, be quick. Don't get distracted. Be quick to hear God's Word. Which is the most important thing that can build up your life. Instead of giving opinions, instead of wasting time in nonsense stuff, there's a small window of time to hear God's Word. Take advantage. Pay attention. Don't get distracted. Do it quickly. You have a very brief period of time, James is telling them. So, focus quick to hear. Don't waste time. Don't waste time because the window of time might close. Stop talking and be quick to hear God's Word. No, Pastor, but I, 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 my opinion is God doesn't want to hear your opinion. I'm sorry if you came here so I can, you know, so I can do that to you. I'm not. God doesn't care about your opinion if your opinion goes against His Word. He cares for what He says. And God establishes His Word. And God says, this is what I'm saying. This is my opinion. This is what's in my mind. And what's in God's mind is His Word. Many of you have it in your hands. Because you like those printed Bibles. He says, stop talking. And and be ready to hear. You know... It's one of the things, if, if we want to succeed in life, if we want to succeed in life God's way, by the way, I, I, I said the magic word, God's way, right? Learn to listen to God. Why is it so important to learn to listen to God if we want to be successful in life? Because by not knowing how to listen Many times our misunderstandings lead us to make the wrong decisions the later we regret. Have you ever done that? 
Have you ever not listened well? And then, that, then you went and made decisions that later on you regret? Many times. Many times. And, and then we, we, we're all saying, you know, if only I had listened, I would have avoided this or that. If only I would have listened. But a lot of times we make those horrible mistakes that marks, marks every person's life because we did not listen. Listening is one of the most difficult skills in humans. I don't know if you knew that. It's one of the most difficult skills in humans because we're usually, we usually talk so much that it's so difficult for us to listen. You know that when, you, when, when you're having a conversation with a person and you might not agree with everything they're saying, a, a lot of times, and this is, this is being proven by different studies that have been made, People are not listening with the purpose of understanding what the other person is saying. People are listening ready or getting their brains ready in how am I going to answer. So I'm not really listening to understand so I have a better understanding of what the other person is saying. I'm pretending I'm listening, thinking how am I going to respond back to this person. That is one of the main problems we have in our society nowadays. And, and, and that's why a, a lot of times kids, kids tell their parents, No, you're not listening to me. Well, well, did you listen to your parents and what their intentions were before you even said anything? So Hemingway said about life, It takes two years to learn to speak and 60 to learn to be quiet. <laughs> It takes two years to speak and 60 to be quiet. But we could say that to learn to listen, you need a lifetime. Someone else said, listen and you will be wise. The principle of success is wisdom. And it is often fine. It is often fine in silence. Knowledge corresponds to speaking. And the privilege of wisdom is not speaking, it's to listen. Proverbs 18.13 says, It is foolish and shameful to respond before listening. So what does James wants us to do here? What does James wants us to do? James wants us to hear God before we speak. To be quick to listen, slow to speak. Or, or give our opinion, or before we even give our opinion about many things in life, listen to God before you even give your opinion. To hear with the purpose of understanding, to obey what the will of God wants to produce, according to verse 20, where we were in our text, produce the righteousness of God in your life. God wants you to be productive. He wants to produce His righteousness in you. That when people seize your behavior, that when people seize your way of life, your way of living, the way of talking, the way of behaving or thinking, they will see the righteousness of God, of God through you because you have learned the Word of God and you're not only a listener of the Word of God, but also a doer of the Word of God. It doesn't matter how many years you've been in church. It doesn't matter how many books of the Bible you know. If you do not apply that in your life, it has no value. Be a, not just a hearer, but be a doer of the Word. How you receive the Word of God is also a test of your faith. 
If your faith is real, you receive the Word of God in a different way than when a person doesn't have the real faith or saving faith. What are the effects or changes that God's, God's Word has or is making in your life? Is God's Word making changes in your life? What changes has He made through His Word in your life? Why should, be, why, why should we be quick to hear God's Word? Well, I have three, three, three things that, that I believe we should do or why we should be quick to hear God's Word. The number one is, as, as, as the believers James was writing to, we're experiencing trials. Is the Word of God who was giving them comfort. So, why should you listen to God's Word? Because when you're going through trials, when you're going through difficulties, when you're going through adversities in your life, it's God's Word that's going to give you comfort. You know, there's a lot of times, there's, you don't know, you don't know what you got until God is the only one that you have. Right? Look at this. As they were doing that, in Psalm 119, I want you to read Psalm 119 here. Uh, Psalm 119, uh, we're going to go to verse 49. So I think it's, it's, it's one, uh, let's see. We're in verse 49, yeah. Verse 49. Remember, the psalmist is saying, Remember the word to your servant, upon which you have caused me to hope. So I have hope during my difficult times, the psalmist is saying, I have hope in the word you gave me. So when you're going through trials and adversities and tough times, when you're going through temptations in your life, the only hope you have is the hope that assures you that God is with you. And that, where do you hear that? You hear that in God's Word. But check this, check this out. Verse, verse, verse 50. This is my comfort in my affliction. What is your comfort in your affliction? How are you comforted in your affliction for your Word has given me life. So what's comforting me in my affliction is that your word has given me life. Your word is assuring me that you are with me. Even if I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I know you are with me. So when I'm going through trouble, I need to learn to listen to God's word because when I'm going through trouble, when I'm going through adversities, difficulties, God's word is going to give me comfort. A lot of times we look for comfort in other places that have no, make no sense when the comfort is in God's Word. Psalm 119, same, same, same chapter, verse 26, verse 76, I'm sorry. It says, oh, may your loving kindness, may your loving kindness comfort me. How? How is your loving kindness going to comfort me according to your word to your servant? So your word to your servant, in the, in the moments of adversity, your loving kindness is going to comfort me because that's what your word is saying. So we need, we need to learn to listen to God's word. Because in the moments of trials and adversity, God's word is going to give us comfort. But also, these Christians that James was writing to, as they were experiencing temptations, verse 13 and, uh, through verse 15 of James 1, as they were experiencing temptation, it was God's Word who was going to give them not just the comfort, but it was also going to give them the strength. 
when you're going through temptation, let me tell you, it's so hard for us as human beings to say no. If not, tell me when I'm going through Baskin Robbins, it's so hard to say no. So hard to say no to that ice cream. But the only thing that's going to give you the strength to say no to any type of temptation is God's Word. Remember what Jesus did when He was tempted? How did He respond to the devil? How did He respond to Satan? With Scripture, right? But what did He say? Not a man should not live by bread alone, by, by, by the Word of God. So the Word of God will give you the strength to say no to the things that are not pleasing to God. So why should we be quick to hear God's Word? Because during the trials and adversity, He's going to come for us. Because during the temptations in life, He's going to give us the strength. And also, as they were being deceived, in verse 16 of James 1, the Word of God will guide them to the truth. It doesn't matter who, who's... You know, to, nowadays, Pastor Roy was talking about this last week. I, I thought that was really, really good, good sermon, by the way. Uh, but Pastor Roy was saying, you know, everybody has their own truth. And that's your truth, that's my truth. And, and in reality, it doesn't matter what your truth is. It doesn't matter what my truth is. Nowadays, everybody wants to play politically correct. Isn't that right? And because we want to be politically correct. Oh no, if that is your truth, so I respect your truth, that is your truth, that's all good. This is my truth, don't bother me. This is all good, it's my truth. You know what, there there cannot be three different truths. It's your truth, this is my truth. Some one of us has got to be wrong. But there is for sure, somebody will not be wrong. And it's God's Word. God is not wrong because His Word is not wrong. So when you have disagreements with somebody, you, you get used to telling people, you know, that's your opinion, this is my opinion, but let, why don't we hear God's opinion? Why don't we go to God to hear His opinion? You know, I don't know what should I do about this, what should I do about that. Well, why don't we hear what God has to say about that? What do we hear about God's opinion? And that's why he tells them, don't be deceived in verse 16 of chapter 1 in James. Don't be deceived, my beloved brethren. Let every man be quick to do what? To listen. Being quick to listen, let me tell you, by the way, shows humbleness on your part. I'll take a sip of coffee while you digest that. Being quick to listen shows humbleness on your part. You know, when we don't listen, and we when, when we talk over other people, that not just shows disrespect, but shows lack of humbleness a lot of times. And a lot of times, we wanna we wanna act like if we know more than God. We need to work on our humbleness. I, I was just. You know, I'm just amazed that we live in this vast universe. Galaxies, planets, and everything. And a lot of times we we can be so prideful, thinking we are God's gift to the world. And let me tell you this. With all the planets and all the universe, where do you think planet Earth 
is left at. <laughs> not even, not even a, a grain of sand, right? Not even that. So if planet Earth is left at that, where are we left? Where are we at? What are we as human beings? You know, the, the value that you have in your life is the value that Jesus Christ had, has given you by paying with His own blood for your life. That is the only value we have in life. And a lot of times, we want to give our opinion like if we know more than God. It's got a lot to do with humbleness. You have a specific time, James says. Be quick. So you have a short time. You have a specific time. The, the time will come. I don't know when, but the time will come when we will have a small windows of time in America to hear God's Word. It's happening in the world, in other places of the world. We'll be, we, will be, we will get to that point eventually. So we have a window of time right now. Let's take advantage and let's listen to God's Word. You have a specific time, a window. Don't lose it. The opportunities here, be quick to listen to God's Word. Are you listening to God's Word? Or are you one of those people who says, if I only had listened, I would have avoided this or that. Are you going to be the ones who have those regrets for not really listening to God's Word? Number two, really quick. Because we're quick to listen, now we're going to listen to number two quick. Be slow to speak your own opinion before learning God's Word. Learn God's Word. Learn what God says about that subject. Learn what God says about that issue. And many people have the tendency to say, yeah, but everybody has their own interpretation of the Bible. Yeah, they might. It doesn't mean it's the right one. Let me tell you one thing. There is only one interpretation. And listen well. There is only one interpretation to each verse in the Bible. There is only one interpretation. And it's what God intended for that writer to write to the people he was writing to. There is only one interpretation. There could be thousands of applications. But interpretations, there is only one. So when we read God's Word, it's important for us to understand what God is really saying with the right interpretation. What is God really saying before... You've got to be slow to speak before your own opinion, about, be, be, before uh, learning God's Word. Let every man be quick to listen, slow to speak. Humbleness. You know, when you're slow to speak, you just show a lot of wisdom. You show a lot of wisdom when you're slow to speak. Proverbs 17, 27, and 28 says, Whoever restrains his words has knowledge. Whoever stays quiet while they're listening has knowledge. And he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. Even a fool who keeps silence is considered wise. Can you imagine that? Even a fool that stays quiet and listens first. So the fools, a lot of times a fool is wiser than us. 
Because we don't, we don't listen. And he says, a fool who keeps silence is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he's deemed intelligent. So, be slow to speak. As a matter of fact, you, I know you heard this many times before. God gave us two ears so we can hear better, and only one mouth so we can shut it. And He gives us that mouth behind a, behind a prison of teeth, right? So maybe we can bite our tongue when we speak too much. Be quick to listen, slow to speak. How, how many problems would we avoid at home? If husbands would just listen to their wives before assuming what they're saying. Oh, no, no, I already know what you're going to say. How many problems would we avoid in our homes if wives would listen to their husbands and try to understand what they're really saying before speaking? You know, the, one of the reasons why we get in trouble so much is because we talk more than what we hear. And so he says, be slow be, be quick to listen, but be slow to speak. The worst part is that when we don't understand and we make the wrong assumptions about what we're listening because we didn't listen well because we were talking or we were thinking how we were going to respond to those people who were talking to us, James says, that's going to bring us to anger. Why? Because we want to be right. And so James is telling his readers in that context, be slow to anger when the Bible calls you out. When the Bible calls you So let every man be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Why? Before the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And what does God want you to produce? God wants to produce in you His righteousness. And if you're mad just because you were not right, because you were wrong, and you were proven wrong with the Scriptures, don't get mad. By getting mad, you're not going to solve the problem. And you're not going to behave as God wants you to behave. Don't get mad. Talk it over. Talk it over. And more than anything, listen to the other person. Or listen to God's Word to see what God is really telling you. In this context, James seems to be speaking particularly about anger at the truth in the Word of God. So they were being angry at the Word of God, at the truth of the Word of God, just because they were not right. That, 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 that displeases some people. Do, do you believe the Word of God, the truth of the Word of God displeases some people? Do you believe that? I don't know. doesn't seem like you do. Do you believe that the Word of God displeases some people in the world today? Yes, they do. It does. Let me tell you. When people hear, but that's not what the Bible says, and they try to twist things around to make them fit their lifestyles, right? Or their way of thinking. No, no. Again, I said it before, and I'll mention it again, and I will never get tired of saying this. What God says goes. It's not what we think. It's not my opinion. And it doesn't matter how much you twist it. God's word is still God's word. And, and, uh, and so some people, they just get angry at the truth of the word of God that displeases some people. That confronts sin or conflicts with the personal belief or standards of behavior that they have. It, it might be doctrine. Sometimes you can come and talk about doctrine with people and they get mad when you show them that they were wrong in their doctrine. 
that has happened to me so many times. Because uh, being a church planter among the Hispanic churches, uh, it's, it's so much false doctrine in the Hispanic community that when you come to pastors and you tell them, but you're teaching this, and you're this, this is what you're teaching is wrong. And, and that is, that is, I'm talking about that because that has been my own experience. You might have other experiences in, in, in different communities, but in, in my community, it's, it's so amazing how false teaching has come up in those churches. And then when you tell them that they're wrong and you show them with the Word of God, they get mad. And they're like, I know that's what you're telling me, but, you know, this is what I feel, so I'm going to go with what I feel. So I said, so you're not going by what the Word of God says. So people get mad. Or maybe their lifestyle. No, they're trying to fit your life. That's why a lot of people are saying that, I'm not going to say that. I'd rather be quick to listen, slow to speak. People get angry because it doesn't go their way. The Bible calls you out sometimes. Just because a person gets angry, it will not change what God says. God wants to produce His righteousness in our lives. That can only happen when we listen to God's Word. So the Holy Spirit inspired James to teach an amazing lesson to these believers that were going through a lot of suffering and temptations. And in verse 12 to uh, 2 to 12, he's telling them, you will go through trials no matter what. Verse 13 to 15, you will go through temptations no matter what you say. And verse 16 to 18, but don't make the mistake thinking that God is only going to give you suffering. No, God doesn't give you suffering. God doesn't give you temptation. God will only give you good things. And one of those good things that God has given you is His own, is His own Word. So therefore, verse 19, be quick to hear His Word, understand it, and apply it. Because if you're just a hearer of the Word and not a doer of the Word, then you're deceiving yourself. Why? Because God's Word will help you endure the trial. Because God's Word will help you resist the temptation. Because His Word will make you a productive Christian. You will add value in others. Because when you are productive, you add value in other people's life. That's what you're here for. You're not here to destroy people. You're not here to be a negative part. You are here to add value on other people's life. Are you adding value? Are you adding value in your husband's life? Are you adding value on your wife's? Are you adding value on your kid's life? If God's Word is doing the work that it's supposed to be doing in you, you will be adding value in other people's life. Are you really spending time in the Word, listening to God speak to your heart? Are you experiencing comfort when you're going through trials? Are you experiencing strength during the times of temptation? If you're experiencing strength, if you're experiencing comfort, if you are, are experiencing changes in your life, positive changes, then that means you are listening to God's Word. But if you're not, it's time. There's a small window. Be quick to hear God's Word. And how are we supposed to listen to God's Word come next week? For the next chapter. Come next week. Next episode. We're going to talk about. How are you supposed to listen to God's word. How are you supposed to listen to God's word. Watch it, watch this. Let's go one slide back. Therefore lay aside. 
of filthiness and overflow of wickedness. Well, Pastor, but we're Christians. Well, trust me, you have a lot of this. We all have a lot of this. Let's lay it aside. Are you going to listen to God's Word? Well, You've got to put some stuff aside and receive with meekness the implanted Word which is able to save your souls. Be doers. Once you hear it, once you receive it, be doers of the Word and not only hearers, deceiving yourselves. We'll talk about that next week. So James is telling us today, value the Word of God. Be quick to listen. And don't be just a listener. But go out of those doors and be a doer. Go try to help people find and follow Jesus. There's Bible studies on Wednesdays. Oh, it's because I, I, I don't know much about the Bible. Talk to Ron. There, there's, there's small groups on Tuesdays. Talk to that. There's Bible, there's, there's Bible school, there's, uh, there's uh, Sunday school on Sunday mornings, talk to that. There's Friday nights, talk to Eddie. There, there's uh, women's Bible studies in this church. There is different ways that you can hear the Word of God. But more, more, more than anything, you have a Bible at home. You know that every home in America, it's, it's got approximately nine Bibles. Some of, us, some of us have more than nine Bibles, right? There's no excuse. Value God's Word. There might be a day where we are not going to be allowed to carry one. Let's value God's Word. Father, we thank You so much this day, Father. Your word is true. We have, uh, we have gone through the study of your word, Lord. We just pray, Lord, that you will give us the strength and the wisdom to listen. Listen with the purpose of change. That we can change. That we can be different people. That we can produce the righteousness of God in our lives. Am I producing your righteousness, Lord, in my life? If I'm not producing the, your righteousness in my life, Lord, help me. What are the changes that I need to do? What is your word telling me that I need to do to produce these changes in my life? Father, we thank you so much. For this time. And I pray, Lord, that our congregation will leave this place thinking and considering all these things to make them part of their lives. In your name we pray. Amen.